Hey everybody, talkingbook.pub is a non-profit audiobook publisher of independent literature. We are located in Asheville, North Carolina, and because we are a non-profit, uh, donations and help from people like you who love these books and love these recordings really helps a lot. So if you want to get involved, donate to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash talkingbook, or go to our website, talkingbook.pub, and read about our mission, send us an email, give us a call, whatever you want to do. But enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is um, Chris Hartram and the Talking Book Podcast. It's been a few minutes since the the last episode, but uh, we've been moving around and doing some traveling and doing some uh, crazy stuff. Today I'm talking to a beautiful, talented, cool, interesting, smart uh, woman named Amy Fusselman. She wrote a book called Idiophone that came out from our good pals at Coffee House Press. I just talked to her um, and she is really fun and the book is really badass. There's um it's a it's an essay but it's a, it's it's kind of uh, written as a poem as well and uh, you know it's all about um, risk taking and her mother and drinking and a lot about the nutcracker and uh, and um, yeah it's just uh, it's about making art and taking risks and She's so fun and such a it's such a, a cool person to talk to. Um, but yeah, check it out. I think um, it's out now. Uh, an audiobook from Talking Book. We are a five hundred one c three nonprofit, but you already know that. Um, check out and listen to. Have a nice time listening to my conversation with Amy Fusselman, who wrote Idiophone from Coffee House Press. Um, yeah, here it is. Amy? Is this the sound of pistons firing? This is the sound of cylinders firing, pistons firing, guns firing. It's all firing. Excellent. How's it going? Good. What's happening? Not much. Not much. I'm just in, um, <clears throat> usually uh, I record these in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, uh, where we are, but I'm uh, currently visiting the folks in Shelby, North Carolina, and um, <clears throat> that's where the... Uh, yeah, there was a little a little power outage yesterday. Ah, so this is your like on the road. I like this. This is on the road. This is talking book on the road. It's just like uh, I've just got this cool um, H6 Zoom recorder, and I always take uh, like a decent mic with me, and I'm just like hold up in my um, my mother's office recording this right now. So. Yeah, it's a mom yeah. show. I love it's it. A mom, this is a mom great. show. This is this is a house coming to you uh, live from <laughs> from a mom's house. I can feel the mom office vibrations. I like that. Well, Good. it's only appropriate because uh, the book. There's a lot of mom stuff, so I feel you record it from a mom house. Totally, totally. Yes, and I am. I'm in my own house, and I'm willing my dog to silence through this. So. We have a lot of like mom stuff <laughs> happening. That's awesome. There's there's also dad stuff because uh, my two kids are here, and so I put oh, like a <laughs> si- I put a sign on the door and it says recording, but they're only three and six months, oh, so they yeah. can't read that anyway. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know why I even did that. Oh, awesome! I'm I'm familiar with those signs. Yeah. Oh, good. This should go well. Excellent. This is my favorite kind of um, interview. Yeah, that. it's the 
It's the best kind. It's, it's the <laughs> kind where somebody could burst in at any moment. Exactly. Well, I was just going to say thanks so much. I The process of like recording the book was very fun, and um, I really enjoyed sending off my little recordings uh, all, all the time. It was it felt like it was very much done on the fly in, in the best possible way, so that was really great. That's so cool. I'm glad you feel that way. I mean, I feel like it could, you know, it could really go, it could go either way because, um, you know, it's definitely not easy to do that. I'm sure, I mean, you know, now you've done it. it it's definitely not a, an easy process. You know, it, it can be arduous. It's not, it's not a cakewalk. Mm. Well, I felt like I really valued being able to do it. I've never done an audiobook before and I really valued being able to do it myself and in my phone and um, it felt very intimate and it gave me the opportunity to revisit the text. And to, I had never spoke, I mean, who reads their entire book out loud, you know, I mean, never. So it, it was really, um, I really appreciated the opportunity. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I hope, um, I hope your listeners will enjoy it as much as I did. I think I got a lot into the rhythm of it in a way that was really fun. Oh, that's, that's great. And for uh, people who are uh, listening to this, who uh, maybe first time or something. Uh, so we obviously make, um, we publish audio books uh, from independent houses and, you know, maybe I would say maybe three, a little over half or three quarters of the time we'll use an audiobook narrator in a studio. Uh, but sometimes, and as much as we possibly can, uh, you know, we'll have an author, narrate their book sometimes with us if they're around or if they're far away uh, remotely so that's what you did remotely mm -hmm. and, um, yeah dave yeah. dave burr was my point man it was very it was very good yeah dave burr he's the ultimate point man it's a it's he, a small it's a small operation so dave is <laughs> uh he's killing it yes it was he was very good it was it was yeah we had a good connection there this is this is a good uh, good re a review of Dave that could embarrass him. So just, you know, <laughs> Dave Dave's strengths uh, his strengths were he was he did he did well. You thought he was nice. Yeah, ten thumbs up for Dave. Totally. <laughs> you know, even if you had something bad to say, he'll be the one editing this uh, episode. So he could easily <laughs> <laughs> he could easily just edit it out. I guess. But. Exactly. Yeah, he'll just put a nice uh, feedback wash over <laughs> right. over it's anything objectionable. Right. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. It was so how um how long did it uh did it take you to um to record all the different pieces? And by the way, it's nuts that uh you know every book sounds different when we do it like that um mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, location, you know, the room, stuff that's around them. I remember the first book that we ever did, um, Bud Smith's book. Uh, F two fifty mm -hmm. back in the day, you know, we could hear he was in he was also in New York at that time, but we could hear where he was. We heard like cars going by and like, you know, sirens. And so when we got the audio, no, it was rough. But it's it's wild how um how legit um idiophone sounds. It sounds so good. Like the finished product, of course, Dave, it, you know, Dave and um and your hard work really pays off. <laughs> well, it did. I mean, I think that was that was part of it, I would add this book to one of those that I hope, you know, really has that um, vibe because from the beginning, it was like my block, you know, in New York right now, they're, they're literally building four hotels on my, on my block. And it's the construction noise. It's just really difficult to get around. And I, 
it's better for me to record when I'm by myself, which happens, of course, most often when my children are at school. So the construction noise was definitely, I mean, I tried to, you know, manage it, but you can't really. There's just that ambient noise. And then for whatever reason, I was having difficulty with the files. And Dave and I worked out this system where I basically sent him the the audio files in like five-minute increments. It felt very much like the book itself. Like it was done like running, you know, <laughs> like while uh, it's like in, in little like bursts. It was very satisfying. That's cool. I mean, be, because uh, when we made up Talking Book um, a couple of years ago, you know, we worked for another um, audiobook publisher and we were both, uh, you know, big readers and, and writers. And so when we decided we were going to do this, we were like, well, what if we just go, you know, we just try, try doing it where if, if an author can't come to us, then we'll just like make it work somehow. Like we'll make it work. And so every book, every book is completely different in the way we have to Jimmy rig, uh, like the way for it to work out and be recorded. So uh, that's so cool that, that you guys figured out your uh, well, I love, I love that you understand. I mean, I felt like that was it. Like the, the response from Dave was not like, oh, well, you know, we, that's the end of that project. You know, it was like he re- it was really about like a kind of musical approach to the audiobook from the get go. Like we are OK with this. Le- I mean, it can't be out of control, but like a level of ambient sound is like adds to the mix. And I feel like that's a very unusual kind of musical you know, way of doing it that I really dug. So God bless you guys. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, we actually, um, that reminds me, we did um, The Gift with Barbara Browning, mm-hmm. which which was also, um, it was kind of a Coffee House Emily Books uh, collaboration uh, about a year ago. And she talked a lot about that too. And, and just about, you know, when, you know, we do a, a studio recording, we're like, perfection it must be perfect everything must be you know clean but there's something cool about about the remote on the road um you know author from the author's home recording and and the imperfections and and the 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 stuff that's happening while you're recording and the the room tone i mean not to dork out on on recording books but you know room tone is always a part of every book um Mm -hmm. and so the the tone that was in where you were is a part of of the sound. So, I mean, it is a, a fun, weird thing to trip out on. If, if you think it, it, it is, it is. I'm, su- I'm really surprised that it's not done more often. And I'm really grateful. I have, I mean, without this just turning into a giant love letter, I am really grateful <laughs> that I got to do this first with you guys, because I think it's really unusual and it definitely would be my favorite approach. It just, you know, it's that I, I'm really a firm believer in that you write by listening. Like I, that is the bedrock of how I function. And so to be able to record in a way too, that like has the, has the listening, you know, above all, it's not clinical. It's about the environment. Like that's hugely important. Wow. That's cool. Let's, 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 uh, let's talk about that for just a half second. The, uh, I, I write as well. And, uh, you know, I've always talked to our um, our authors about that process, and I don't know. I know everyone's different, but you know, uh, when I write something, maybe I'll I'll you know I'll have a few drinks. I write it, and I'm like, this is really good. I'm a great writer. And then the next mor- <laughs> and then and then the next morning, I'll read it out loud to myself, and I'm like, oh, this is garbage. And uh, <laughs> just that process of uh, of kind of reading it aloud um, mm-hmm. is such a thing for me. And 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 I found like so many authors we've worked with in this way. So. I mean, what was it like 
you know, I mean, everybody, I'm, I'm sure you had read parts of it before, but reading it all the way through, what was that like? It, it really, it, I felt really like it helped connect me to the material even more. I mean, it wasn't something that I read all the way through, you know, out loud, but I certainly, I mean, more than anything I've written before, like this book required a tremendous amount of quiet. Like I really could not do it with any other, you know, I have a family too. And with kids with not, I mean, I really had to seek out that solitary space and it's because it, it, it required really an intense amount of listening. And I, um, yeah, I just, it, to be able to speak it then after all those thousands of times, you know, doing it internally was really, it was really joyful. Wow. That's great to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah, the, the book itself, you know, um, was great. I mean, that's why we only will wrote the the way we work is we only pick a book that we really love already. So, you know, uh, your publisher who we're, who we're pals with, you know, send, send, you know, they send us stuff and you, you pick one we really like. So obviously we already liked it from the get go, but, um, you know, whenever something becomes the audio, it's always something different, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, even when the author reads it, it, it is, it's like an adaptation of the original thing. So, um, it's always right. a super fun process working on it and, and kind of the way, the, the way it works is, you know, I do, um, I'm, I'm, I guess maybe the publisher you'd say, and I, I do all the acquisitions and choose books and then Dave, they become Dave's babies while, while they're audio. And then we both, you know, go through them and, and proof them. And we have a couple other editors that, you know, go through the audio and stuff, but, um, it was definitely, uh, a pleasure to to listen to this thing multiple times. So well well done. As I don't know if you're I don't know if you're a seasoned audiobook narrator, but well done. <laughs> no, this is my first one, so I, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, no yeah. problem. And I, I I know you have a uh, I think correct me if I'm wrong. Three books published before this, um, but right. tell me tell me about where where did this book come from? Where did because uh, I mean I I love the the text and the audio, but what was the origin of this this essay? Uh, I mean, this was really born out of just the fact that I am a, um, a committed annual Nutcracker attendee. And <laughs> it seems there was, for I don't know if it, I think there was just a period where I started sort of noodling around with how, with sort of a rhythmic form and the Nutcracker kind of just slid into it as a, you know, as the content for that way of announcing, I don't know. It was a, it was a weird. It kind of came on suddenly, but I I have been thinking about the Nutcracker for a long time, and I I love it as a holiday ritual, um, and I love it I love it increasingly because I just feel it's so strange. <laughs> it's yeah. really that shit crazy, and. The fact that I saw that Disney's coming out with a Nutcracker movie like in November kind of blew me away because I thought, oh good, my god, good blow away or bad blow away? Both a little bit. Like right. how I'm a little nervous about it. it. It's not that it's my my mine in any way, but just that I it's their tagline is that you know the story that you know has a dark side, you know, which is their way, I guess of you know, adding shadow to something that had already, you know, which is, I think in some ways what I was trying to get at, that it was this crazy narrative that we know we don't really look too deeply at because it's, 
it's so uh, visually rich. But um, yeah, it's it it just feels like there's a lot about our current climate that I feel is not cracker ish, and um, I don't know. It was really it was uh, very satisfying to go deep with it, which I I feel that I did. No, I mean you, you definitely did, and it's funny because uh, it wasn't until I I read slash listened to this. Um, so my mom was a was a this is just a, a funny, you know, off topic but on topic connection. My mom was a, a dancer and uh, she did ballet, and so when we were kids, we had what? To do we had to do ballet, Thanks. and I was I was in the Nutcracker uh, when I was a kid. Are you um, kidding? Yeah, oh my yeah. God. So. So I, I was all, I was surrounded by the Nutcracker and I was like in the Nutcracker, I think multiple times. Um, so we had to do ballet and stuff. And uh, my partner, the mother of my, my kids, Danny, who does all the graphic design for Talking Books, she's a dancer as well. So, awesome. so, so not, th- this book definitely resonated with me for, you know, on a personal level in a lot of different ways. But specifically, it was funny because I, I thought to myself, I had been in this thing as a child, I'd seen it many times, love it. And uh, I never, I never once thought about how completely batshit insane it is until I read your book. <laughs> I <laughs> love the, that. Yeah, I never did. It is, it is like a not so uh, surreal, like, you know, nightmare dancing candy and, you know, e- right. evil, evil rodents. And it's crazy. Well, as the, as the Nutcracker though, you, you played, you were like the star in some ways. Did you play? No, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't the nut. I was one of the, you know, this is when I was young. I was like one of the children opening the presents. Got and dancing it. Of around. course. So I, I yes. was, you know, I was young, uh, but yes. I, I still have, I still have a lot of weird memories of, of the time and the costumes and the backstage and actual Russians, like doing the Russian dance and, you know, oh, funny, cool. st- funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Was this in, are you from, are you from North Carolina then? Your mom, I can't believe no, your mother's I'm, a, she, I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's, it, uh, she was um she was a dancer uh before she uh had us so she met my father uh in a play and he was a singer and uh and then wow. they had us and we we my first brother and I were young we were always backstage of something that they were doing um but you know once we were really past the age of you know gathering only just subconscious memories you know they were out of it they were parenting there's four of us uh, but some, right. a lot of my super early first memories are from theater and stuff like that. So, but they're, well, they're love, from, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I love that though, because I feel like you've taken that trajectory in terms of, you know, you're working with performance, like you're working with text and perform, you're making a performance out of text. It's just, that's, you know, you've been doing that. I mean, that's, a, you were grounded in that. It sounds like. That's yeah, true. maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Huh. Wow. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe that's true. Yeah. Well, that's a cool way to look at it. Maybe I never thought about it that way. But maybe that's true. I mean, not to, but I just, I, I wish I, I am a, I mean, it's funny cause I just was reminiscing about some of my, my college. I was in a band in college and I was, my call, my undergrad years were really spent I was obsessed with music and I watched, I went, I, that's, I mean, I was an English major, but I just, I went to shows constantly and that's really what my education was about. And I feel like my tendency to, you know, to go to performance as an informing medium, like was really laid down in those years, like the music that I saw and the energy that those bands had, like that was like, I'm still haven't really gotten over some of those shows I saw. 
And I, mm-hmm. I think that's partly too why sound is still so important to me. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of um, in a roundabout way why uh, why like Dave and I originally uh, made this thing up because I always was uh, was writing and, and did theater and stuff when I was a little kid um, and liked books. And Dave is a talented um, musician and, and performer, and so we kind of uh, we you know the I guess if you take sound and performance and mix it with books and literature, um, yeah, right. It's, it's kind of uh, the audio books are kind of smack together a bit exactly yeah especially because you have such a non-clinical approach which is yeah so needed. <laughs> yeah, i guess so. Yeah. so somebody's like uh, i like the idea that somebody's like well talking books are real mess and, I, and i'm like well i'd like to think of it as non-clinical um yeah oh God, a, well, I mean, <laughs> you know that's the whole idea is that hi, i'm an author in my sound booth you know like hello check check like you know right. let's not get those keys popping in the microphone and I feel it to, to take any approach to ambient sound as part of the text is already a radical step that I applaud. So oh, that's you awesome. Go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, okay. So you're, so going back then to the, the origin of the book. So that obviously the nutcracker is a big, is a big part of it and your, you know, love slash obsession with that. And then, you know, it, it, what else after that? So you started, you started there and where, where else did it go? Yeah. Well, that's really just, I sort of took off, like the text began to just emerge in this kind of, I mean, it was very song-like. It is a very song-like piece. Um, I, I mean, it really, other books that I've written, I don't think they have sort of grabbed me and sort of held me hostage in the way that this one did. And maybe because it required a certain level of focus and silence and everything else. I just, um, I just, I don't know. It's kind of hallucinatory. It's kind of druggy. It's kind of hypnotic. It just, it, it wasn't about, well, let me look at my diagram and what's going to happen to the character in, you know, chapter four. It was very intuitive. It was very musical in its construction. And so it came out, you know, kind of quickly, but then it was, you know, micro edited for much longer. <laughs> sure. When you say quickly, how long did it take you to write the thing, uh, it, you know, before it was edited? Well, it's, it was a few months of writing until the raw material really emerged. But, um, but it was a long time. It was, I worked on it for a, a solid year before it was, you know, showable, I think, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this uh, this has is such a, a appropriate thing for audio because, I mean, you know, you, obviously there's this whole, as we said before, performance aspect with with the Nutcracker and, um, you know, that whole thing within the text and the fact that it says an essay and then you're reading it and it's like so lyrical and the rhythm and and then the way you read it is so great. It's it's funny because you know there's not a lot of uh, you know, I guess you know I would um, maybe say poetry stuff in in the traditional audiobook realm of like audible and itunes right now that it's mm. you know you know blowing up but i mean to me this is like one of those books that uh everybody whether you think it'll it'll fit your fancy or not it's it's a great it's so it's uh you know just without casting total just nothing but compliments it's perfectly badass for for this medium i think oh well that's awesome thank you yeah yeah of course um but uh yeah you're you're a mom well huh you have three kids yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you have you you're really in it. When if there if he's six months, if your child is six months old, then I can't believe we, we've been talking this long. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, we have to we have to. Um, you know, you remember that. I'm sure you remember. I'm not sure how, how old uh, the kids are, but you have to definitely, uh, you know, shock everything and and be sneaky and 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 um, be kind of weaselly about stealing that free time. Right. Yeah. My, my youngest is nine, so I'm out of those years, but. Okay. But not yeah. too far though. Not too far removed. Yeah. Yeah. Relatively. Yeah. Yeah. She's still, yeah. It's, but yeah, but families are, I don't know. Families are good. I love my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of my family. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah. What, I love what, part of, what, what part of New York are you guys in? We live in the fabulous garment district, which is. Beautiful. Um, on the west side and is just, yeah, filled with construction right now because of this giant sort of west side. There we go. West side. Um, yeah, that was good. That was a good That one. was, okay, that's the first bleed over. That's perfect. That was my, for, for you and for anyone listening, that was uh, Woodrow. Uh, Woodrow, uh, we call him Woody, six months old, and he's a screamer right now. Nice. I love, there aren't enough Woodies. That is such a good name. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's what we and thought. You- we yeah, yeah. Usually, the Woodies I've known have been forest. So I love ah. that you have a, wo- a Woody off a of Woodrow because that's a genuine Woody. That's what I we thought. That, yeah, a forest Woody is like a wanky Woody, but a Woody off Woodrow is has, has integrity. Well, we, I'm glad you said that. We talked about the forest. <laughs> we we talked about the forest idea, and I said that was cheating. If we want him to be Woody, he's, yeah. he's like, it's exactly. just cheating. Yeah. I'm that's like that's you. like my name is Christopher, but I go by Johnny. That doesn't, you know, it's not yeah. my name. Totally, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I have strong feelings about names. That's good. What's your <laughs> other child's name? My other uh, son's name is Max. He's three years old. Max and Woody. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's I think sweet. I think we're gonna we're gonna stop it at two. We decided. Uh, what do you think about that? Can you give me any advice? <laughs> Well, because we've crossed over, like, we're always like, oh, come on, you know, you have to, and uh, in some ways it's true, like, you have to, you might as well have another because it's just, you know, it's, it's, you'll never, this is my theory is that nothing is ever like zero to one. Zero to one is the biggest bridge you cross, right? So after that, everything is, you know, it's, yeah, it's a little more, but it's never, you've been through the the big change. So it's just kind of adding, you know, condiments after that. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you this though. So I'm from a uh, family of four, four boys. And so to me, to me, I was like, okay, so two, we'll see what happens after two. And then I'm thinking, well, Maybe two is good. Maybe maybe three. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna tiptoe closer to that number four. So you guys you decided you decided to stop it at three. Is was that? Well, I I thought we were done at two, but then yeah, you know, but then my daughter appeared, which was amazing, and she's you know was I was a very joyful thing. So, but I can report that the thing I I always think of like families actually in terms of shapes, like. When you go from, you know, four to five, you're going from the square to the pentagon. And and the pentagon is like the star. You know, it's just a very, it's a different little, like, angular way of relating. And it's really nice. 
Okay. I like that. Yeah. You know, I, I never get tired of, uh, I think because when we, if my first son is three and uh, we started talking book around the same time, I never get tired of talking to writers that we're collaborating with that have children and discussing the topic of, uh, you know, just for a second of, of working and making art and writing, uh, you know, as a parent with kids with that extra responsibility. And since obviously, you know, there's some mom stuff in the book, there's some mom right. stuff in the book and I already, I already trust you with my children. Um, what, uh, what do you, what do you think about that? How was, how was that shift from, you know, with writing and, and making art uh, from parenting, uh, you know, non-parenting to parenting and, and the way, you know, you view being, you know, a mother and an artist is. Right. Any, any well, I do. There? Yeah. I mean, I, it's complex and I feel like right now it's such a trendy topic, like motherhood and art. And, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I really, for myself, I feel like I would sure, sure. I would have, I mean, there's just no, I don't know this. I really, what I had, I'm sorry, you've hit like a big spot. I guess it is <laughs> because of my growing up, what I really wanted for my adulthood is that I wanted to live like a meaningful, I, I needed my life to have meaning. I needed my work to have meaning. And so as frightening as it was for me, I was nervous. To, I was nervous about having kids. No question. There's, it's the kind of work I wanted to do in that I wanted to help a human small human, you know, that was, that is worthwhile work. And I feel the same way about writing. Like I'm very lucky to be able to engage in these two activities that I feel strongly about, like that they are the, like the bedrock really of my life. Like how lucky is that? You know, I know yeah, not I everybody. Yeah. Not. That. Yeah. It's like helping on, you know, a small person is very rewarding, even as it can sometimes be extremely challenging. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I love that. This is, this is, <clears throat> this is just gonna um, eventually become a podcast about uh, writing oh, slash parent, parenting and how they how they turn you know become the same thing eventually. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. I like parenting changes you so massively. I don't know what I would. I'm sure I could probably still write if I didn't have kids because I was devoted to writing before I had kids, but the person who would be writing, I'm not sure about, you know, I think she would be much more brittle and, you know, I don't know. Do you feel, do you feel as though, um, I was talking to El Nash who wrote a book called animals eat each other, uh, from design mm -hmm. that we did last. And she's a kind of a new mom as well. And, uh, I, I think I asked her, um, is there any validity to, and you kind of just touched on it to um, how I felt as though when I was writing before being a pop, uh, that everything seemed much more myopic or selfish or like something like that. And then since I've been a dad and maybe not that I'm saying my writing's better or anything, or if it was ever good, but just that it seems that I'm, I at least feel like I'm looking at things with a slightly more um, open or selfless kind of point of view, just maybe because I think there's some correlation that I'm taking care of other things more so than mm -hmm. myself. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not just thinking about myself. Do you think there's anything to that? I do. I mean, the thing about writing that's so tricky is that you can't separate it. I mean, I guess people, you know, I can't say that, but if you have a massive amount of personal growth, 
it shows up in the work. I'll put it that right. way. Sure. It, you, you can't divorce. I mean, you can't, you, you bring yourself to the page, even if it's you know, fully fiction, you, you bring yourself. That's yeah. why we love it. You know, that's why it means everything. But so if you do something as, you know, like incredibly difficult and rewarding as having a kid and then of course it shows up. And I mean, I know people have very rich lives who are childless. I understand, you know, yeah, of course. But for me, it's been, that's been my past and I would don't regret it at all. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You heard it. You heard it here first, folks. Amy Fussman. <laughs> that was it. That was I the nugget. <laughs> that was the nugget. That was the nugget I was, I was searching for. I love it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. So what is, uh, what's going on now? What, what are you, uh, the, the question, what are you, what are you working on next? Right. I know I'm working on something new and I've been like holding off waiting to get my children in school so I can have two seconds to work on it. Yes. So I'm excited about that. And, um, I'm still actually doing a little bit of touring for Idiophone. I'm going to the Texas book fest, which I'm super excited about. I love Austin. And, um, are you coming around North Carolina? I don't think so. I'd love to, um, but I haven't. Yeah. No, no, it's not on the radar yet. Well, hopefully, uh, I love picking, I love, I loved reading and listening to your book and, uh, working on it and talking to you right now. So hopefully we can talk. There he is again. You hear that? (laughs) (laughs) It's not even, that's like, he's in He's not Woodrow will have a solo. Yeah. That's Woody. Woody, tell me more about how you feel. But uh, yeah, he's like in this mode of he just is smiling and making that sound. He's like, fine, oh. as they say, found his voice or something. Oh, my God. That's so delicious. Oh. <laughs> what, I was saying that, <laughs> what I was saying was I, I hope... Uh, I hope uh, this is, it's really fun chatting to you. I wish we could, uh, hopefully, I'll, maybe I'll come to New York next time. And, yeah, uh, you guys have to come to New York. Bring bring Woody and Max. They need to go to the, you know, run around Central Park. Yeah. Yes, definitely. We need we need to do that. I, I sometimes, every once in a while, we'll go there for either work stuff or pleasure stuff because um, their mother and I, we lived in New York right before we moved to North Carolina. Oh, cool. We'll come over because we, um, we just donated a bunch of Legos, but we still have some left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, even if there's no other reason to go, we're going to come to just poach some of the old toys. Classic. Oh, cool. Good. Well, what is it? Uh, what You said you were working on something new. Is there anything about that that's going on? Well, it's so new. I'm, I, yeah, I can't touch can't it. Say. But I'm, yeah, but it. yeah, I'm excited. That's good. I love writing. It's so good, right? Why does it take so long? That's the problem. Why is it so great? And why does it take so goddamn long? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> oh man. Well, all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eat some spaghetti now uh, with nice. the kiddos, and uh, we're Good. gonna play. We're gonna play a badass um, uh, excerpt from uh, from the book. Um, so awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with <laughs> yeah. me today. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. Say hi to your uh, partner and your kids for me. Yeah, I definitely will. Work. We're cool. we're definitely going to and uh, and and. Dave and I, I love you. We, we love you from afar, even though we haven't met you, and we'll definitely see you sooner or later. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. There you go, folks. There's uh, my new friend, Amy Fusselman, and us chatting about her book, Idiophone, that just came out from coffeehouse press um 
Yeah, what a great person. I love her. I need to keep talking to her about parenting and writing and, uh, and, and keep getting her tips. I love getting the tips. I swear that that's the only reason that I, we do this is because um, I just uh, I just love getting those loophole loophole friends slash uh, advice sage people who, who tell me how to be a better person and a better dad and hopefully a better writer if I ever could do that. But um, here is an excerpt from the book. Idiophone, Amy Fusselman, written by and narrated by, uh, coming at you from Talking Book right now. One. I can't sleep in this uncomfortable New York City cab. It keeps moving. It's like the bed in the nutcracker. You can't sleep in it. You can only pass out in it. Plus, it's on a battlefield. I am tired of battlefields. I am tired of going to sleep like I'm in a war. I am tired of fighting to do what I want. I am tired of fighting to do what I want and then fighting to sleep. I want it all, boy. I want to drink a beer. I would so love to drink a beer. I had my last beer over 25 years ago. I can't drink a beer now and sleep. I can't drink a beer now and fight the good fight. I don't want to read or write about the fight between drinking and not drinking. I want to read about what people do after they stop fighting that fight. I want to read about a woman parking her fluffy white bed at an odd angle and leaving the motor running and dashing into the deli to get a coffee light and sweet and then coming out and driving her bed down the west side highway with a lace bed skirt flying and the bed pirouetting in the snow. I want to be still like the world in snow. I want to be still like the wooden nutcracker I saw backstage at Lincoln Center, standing on the shelf beside his identical brothers. I didn't know the nutcracker had identical brothers, but when I saw them together it made perfect sense. More nutcrackers are needed in case one gets broken. One always gets broken. I want to be still and not break. I want to be still and multiply. I want to see double and triple because I am quadruple. I want to quintuple. I want to sextuple while I sit on a throne watching candy and coffee dance for me. I want to do what I want in a world that does not seem to want me to do what I want. I want to not have to fight. I want my mother to stop rabbit punching me from the assisted living center in Tampa. I want my mother to stop reaching her skinny 90-year-old arm across the country to rabbit punch me in my sleep. I want to sleep a sleep that's like snow. I want to be safe and warm like a rabbit in a hat. I want to be safe and warm in a hat listening to my magician in tone and then I want to come out of the hat with his soft gloved hands on my ears and the light all around me. I want to be in a circle of light that is not moving, that is protecting me. I want to feel the world move, every bit of the world which is always fighting to live. I want to get out of the cab and walk up the steps and stand in the light of the doorway with my key out. I want to open the door and get out of this world. 
I want to get out of this world that is always at war. I want to get out of this world that I haven't been drunk in. I want to drink in a new world. I want to drink in a world that has colored lights and music like a holiday party. All right, gang, that was it. Go get Idiophone by Amy Fusselman from Coffeehouse Press in print and in audio from Talking Book. We are an audiobook publisher that makes audiobooks with uh, independent presses, indie lit houses, uh, Tyrant Books, Coffeehouse Press, Tin House, Dezank, um, a bunch of different stuff. The list goes on. Uh, but we made books with. Scott McClanahan, Amy Fusselman, Barbara Browning, Miriam Gerba, um, Brian Allen Ellis, Bud Smith, Sam Pink, um, Alex Higley, uh, El Nash. So many good people. There's way too many to uh, to be able to remember. Darcy Wilder. But uh, we'll keep doing it. We'll keep recording these books because I think it's important to let people who maybe don't have access to the print or love audio uh, hear these recordings. So anyway... I'm Chris Hartram, and Dave's here too, and Danny's here too, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hit us up. I uh, hope you liked it. Hope you're having a great night, and you're going to eat spaghetti with your family. See you later. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister square I was lit before I knew that you were there. Like an angel who has forsaken certainty, sleeping in the square. I was lit Before I knew The storm was passing over And the window